It's the Dogcast, episode number 483. Dogs put a whooping on the nerds, and we send them back to Comic-Con with their stingers between their legs. fans it's the dog cast episode number 483 jamie we find ourselves at the end of the regular season man i tell you what it was a huge game clean old-fashioned hate although i mean you know it uh i tell you it wasn't much of a fight was it 45 21 uh it was 45 to 7 before kirby called off the dogs at the end of the third quarter um I know that my wife was pretty pissed we couldn't puncture the 50 line, and your wife was pissed about the gar- 14 garbage points late, right? That's correct. I mean, she she went to bed mad about that, 100%. Went to bed mad about a 45-20 to 20 <laughs> victory over Georgia Tech. Yeah, oh. those 14 points in garbage time, she wanted nothing to do with that. She wanted to completely shut them down after they got that kick return that was it that they she didn't want them to have a cent more than that well i tell you there was a lot to like in this game it was total domination on both sides of the ball two phases of the game we could name our price dude uh let's start with what i think was the star of the show which was the defense um i gotta tell you jamie i cannot remember ever I think it was the best defense of the triple option that we've ever had. I mean, even going back to the, I mean, you know, I've, I did, I really enjoyed the Grantham days. You know, Grantham was kind of famous on the dog cast for saying that we would never lose to George Tech as long as he was defense coordinator, which I thought was an awesome quote. I said it a hundred times and uh, he was right. We didn't, we didn't lose as long as he was uh, coordinator there. But um, what about, um, well, I mean, we, we did lose that one time. I won't talk about that, though. But anyway, yeah. what do you think about that game, man? What do you think about the defense? I mean, it was awesome to me. I, I I didn't have a problem with the late 14 on our 12th string guys. I just go ahead and give them some points. I mean, the defense was amazing. Though. We we exceeded my expectations. I, I did not think that we would, without Roquan, we, we'd be able to defend the triple option like we did. But, I mean – Kirby's Kirby, and that loss to Georgia Tech at home in Kirby's first year, that left a taste in his mouth that he didn't ever want to taste again. (laughs) And and I don't think he will, not with Paul Johnson anyway. I'm going to go out on the limb right here. Paul Johnson and Georgia Tech won't be – they won't beat us again. Not – yeah, exactly. They will not – 
beat us again as long as Paul Johnson stays. How about the, I thought, I mean, I don't know if you guys heard the same thing I heard. I mean, I know there's been a couple different takes on it, but I thought it was a just a savage quote from Kirby Smart oh, when he yes. said, I don't like playing the option. You know, nobody likes playing it, but that's the cards we've been dealt. we got to play the cards as they play. And, you know, if you beat him every year, if you beat him long enough, eventually you don't have to play him anymore. That's right. I thought that was a, just, that was a, that was a gunslinger, badass, savage damn quote, man. That was, that is, that hurt worse than anything else that I think Kirby did to Paul Johnson on Saturday was he said, I'm going to end you. Is basically what he said. I, I'm going to be the end of Paul Johnson. He wants to put Johnson in the ground, right? It's not enough just to beat him. I'm going to end your career, Paul Johnson. That is, that's badass, dude. That is, that's that's next level. That's next level badassery. Oh yeah, he he, he and. <sighs> That that's what Kirby does. I mean, he he spends ninety nine point nine percent of his time giving people not one single thing to take back to the locker room. But when he breaks you, he completely breaks you. It's like Hot Rod, the fake field goal on Gus Malzahn. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna break you all the way. You're gonna know when it's over with that Kirby. He he just did not have any regard for my feelings. And he doesn't. Right. <laughs> and he'll say something like, well, like after that Auburn game, he's oh, no, no. It had nothing to do with getting revenge or anything like No, no. Oh, you know, just like he's like, yeah, I mean, man, that's why the Paul Johnson quote was even more powerful. Because this is the guy that downplays stuff, and then he comes out and says, yeah, I'm trying to end Paul Johnson's career, right? I mean, <laughs> I sure. loved it. Yeah, we're not just uh, trying to beat him. Yes. We're trying to end him. Also, yeah, and the thing, and you hundred percent correct about Kirby talking about the scout team too. Um, how about how about DeAndre? How about DeAndre Walker saying our scout team runs George Tech's offense better than George Tech runs it? Absolutely, that is that also is a savage damn quote, right? We're our our third and fourth string guys are better at Georgia Tech than George Tech is at Georgia Tech. Yeah, Georgia Tech, they did not look like. The Georgia Tech that played anybody this year. I mean, what do they rush for like 120 yards when they're leading the the number one team in the nation? Yeah. Rushing? Yeah. 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 We found out where they got those. They've been padding those stats against less inferior athletes, right? I mean, against the, the inferior athletes. I mean, you could tell we, I mean, we just had really really superior athletes i mean hell they weren't even as damn good as umass dude they weren't even as close to us as umass was they are not good at american style football no and you know you know when they're they're gonna be worse soon paul johnson can't keep doing this they're going to make a change and odds are they're going to change to at least they're they're not going to run the triple option forever no, of course not. Uh, there and the amount of time it's going to take them to recover from this triple option roster that they have. Yeah. Try get a I don't care who the coach is. Put anybody back there and let them show up and try to in, install a pro style offense with with that roster and they might not win a game for 2 years. 
that's why I've been saying all along, I don't, I don't know that they get rid of him, right? I mean, they're kind of invested. They don't really care about football. They don't have 40,000 people in the damn stands, right? They don't really care. And, you know, Paul Johnson, his, his little shtick, the high school offense he runs, that shit's good for seven, eight wins a year. And I'm not so sure that's not good enough for Tech, you know? So I don't know if the fire tick. I don't know if the fire Paul Johnson thing's as real as some people might think. Now, he might decide to retire because his ego just can't stand the ass-whipping he's getting in Athens. But um, or And also in Bobby Dodd. Let's, don't forget that. But um, I don't know if Tech fires him or he just leaves. I'm not sure. But uh, you're right about the recovery, the hangover. The Paul Johnson hangover is going to be real, and it's going to be robust and lengthy. Yeah, it's gonna be wild. I, I can't wait to see it. It's gonna be. It's gonna make for some exciting times on North Avenue. I tell you, so the defense did great. I mean, the containment, the getting off the chop blocks, and the assignment football. The way kids were staying in their lane. Perfect example. Adam Anderson keying on the quarterback on the two play. Right. He doesn't bite. He doesn't look at that pitch man. There's a couple of plays where you see the quarterback rolling out. You know, Marshall. And he's got the pitch man in position, and the pitch man has three guys on him, and Adam Anderson has eyes only for Marshall, right? And, I mean, it's just, I mean, like, holy shit, that's exactly the way you draw it up. When you have a dang freshman staying in his lane and waiting for the quarterback, no matter what the quarterback does, that's your guy. You wait on him, and you tackle his ass when he gets to the line of scrimmage, whether he's got the ball or not. Man, when you got Adam Anderson keying in like that, dude, you are owning the triple option. Ledbetter, Malik Herring, those guys were owning it on Saturday. DeAndre Walker, holy crap, dude, just a damn beast. Yeah, it was it was total domination, and I've got a, a, a huge tech fan that works for me, and he's beside himself i mean and, and he knows where he's realistic he understands where they are as a program but to have to listen to me on monday morning <laughs> uh stinks, it, 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 it stinks. Uh, i can't repeat in public with what he said about paul johnson because it's probably criminal but <laughs> he, he's yeah. ready for a change and and the 17 like diehard tech fans that are left I think they're they're ready to take that whooping to get past where they are in, in hopes that yeah. something's better to come. But I, I I was just honest with him today. I was like, man, this is y'all's best shot. Keep Paul Johnson, run this high high school offense. I mean, y'all just beat Mark Rick. There you go. That's that that, yeah. that that's what you do now. This is where you're at. I mean. There, there's no competing with Georgia as long as Kirby's there. I don't care who they hire at Tech. Those days are over. I'm not, and I'm not even That's, saying we need to take them off the schedule. I mean, we can play them. That's fine with me. But it's no longer competitive. How about the offense, man? Touchdowns on the first five possessions. At that time, that was 14 possessions in a row. That damn Jim Cheney guy, I don't know. It might He might work out. I'm not sure. I think Cheney might work out. I think that Fromm kid, he might be a keeper. I don't know, 13 of 16 to seven different uh, seven different receivers. Yeah, he, I don't know. Maybe this kid's going to work out. 
Fromm threw more touchdowns than incompletions. He was 13-16 yeah. with four touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's going pretty good for us. Fromm has been on fire since the LSU game. The whole team, we are, you know, you heard it said, everybody's saying it, right? We're peaking at the right time. But, man, that ain't just the I'm happy talk. That is a real thing. Our offense is ripping, and our defense is killing it right now. And, you know, we got another. We got a team to play this coming Saturday. Everybody knows the deal, right? Hell, it's the first time we've been an underdog all season, right? We know what's up. And we're going to talk about that this week. But uh, I'm telling you, we're in as good a position as we could be. We're, and I just hope our boys aren't scared. And I just hope they play fearless and just give us your best shot, right? Win, lose, or draw, we're going to take our damn best shot at these guys. Absolutely. I mean, look, this is the first time odds, Vegas odds, say we're an underdog. But listening to the news and the media, We've been an underdog about half of our games. This is nothing. I mean, this is nothing new. They're oh, gonna, yeah. they're going to tell us all week long why we cannot win, and we do. Alabama deserves to be favored. I'm not saying they don't. And just being realistic, if we go in and play a good game and lose, I mean, I don't think anybody can be real disappointed with our season the way it went. Losing to Alabama in the SEC championship after we lost. I mean, we just supplied the NFL with a whole roster last year. Yeah, um, generational talent at running back and linebacker, right? I'm like Georgia All-Stars. Like you said, hell, all season long, I felt like we're playing with house money, right? Right. Hell, this too. whole season, house, we're playing with house money all the time now. I was always playing for 2019. But that said, it doesn't mean I damn want to, I'm not going to piss away our chance. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Bama game. We're going to talk a lot more about the Bama game, and I have a lot more thoughts about the way our personnel matches up with them. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, man, how about the damn game Isaac Nauta had? How about the damn season Isaac Nauta's having, right? I mean, our tight ends, man, it has been – we talked about how Chaney moved over to coach the tight ends as a group, and we didn't know what that was going to mean for him. I think it means they're going to get more balls. I mean, they're not – and that's, to be fair, not one single receiver or tight end is, is getting all the balls. I mean, our guys get three or four catches a game, and that's a pretty big game for them. We spread it around. We've got a bunch of talent. Everybody talks about Alabama's talent. Our wide receiver room, including our tight ends, it looks as nice to me as Alabama's. Is anybody yeah. as good as the Judy kid? I, I don't know. Is he that much better than our guys? I, I, I just we'll don't. Find out. We'll find out. Absolutely. We'll find out if he's better than Dre Baker. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I just, look, like I said, they're going to tell us all week long why we have no shot to win this game. And we might not. But I guarantee you, when we come, are we coming back on Wednesday or Thursday this week, Derek? Thursday. Come back on Thursday. I'm going to have a laundry list of reasons why we can win. Not that we will, but how we can. Because it's, it's possible. Right. It is 100% possible, dude. I'm telling you right now. Um, and I've got some thoughts, too. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to have a special – we're going to have a special guest on the Bama pregame show. I've got a Bama guy. I'm going to bring him on, 
Honestly, just because it's going to piss you guys off. <laughs> He's done pissed me off. He pissed me off so much. I was like, you know what? I need to have you on the show. People need to know that you exist, right? This guy is a Division One player. Right. He's 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 not a player anymore. He graduated. He's out of the game. But he's a Hall of Fame Division One player who's a who is a Bama guy. And I'm telling you what, the things coming out of that dude's mouth. He told me yesterday that his biggest fear is that Alabama is going to run out of sight of us so early in the game that it's not going to be fun for us. He's like, well, I'm just afraid it's going to be a blowout early, and you guys just won't appreciate the game. You know, you won't appreciate being in the championship because we're going to score so much so fast that it's just not going to be fun for you guys, right? I mean, he's like, oh, yeah, it could be like 40 to nothing at the half, right? I mean, like, he totally, totally believes that, and I'm like – you little son of a bitch, man. Wow. I'm telling you what, we're going to punt. We're not, we're not freaking, I don't know what he thinks we are, but we ain't that, man. No, we're not going to lay down for anybody. And, and I'll tell you this, it, that may be exactly what Alabama is going to have to do to win this game. Because, we'll see. Because if it gets into a back and forth, even a high scoring, low scoring, when when you keep a tight game, there's gonna be a time that you gotta have to kick the football. Mm-hmm. And we can do that with the best yeah. of them. And sure. They they they're gonna need. They may need to to be up forty to nothing at the halftime and make it just the worst game of our lives that we're we're not. Nobody's gonna enjoy. Hell no, we're not. I'm not gonna enjoy it if we lose by a point. I mean. Yeah, but I'm or, telling or this, one. they ain't going to run off and leave us. It no, ain't going to be a damn ball. There ain't no I don't see it either, but that and might be what they have the to do hubris. to win. They're so damn cocky. They're so damn cocky, dude. I'm telling you, that is their freaking weakness right now. If I'm if where I'm sitting, their weakness is how damn cocky they are. They haven't been tested. They haven't even been pushed hard. Hell, who pushed them? Citadel? I mean, come on, man. We're, they are cocky as hell. We're far and away the best team they've played. We're the most balanced. We're the deepest. We're the closest to what they are. And I don't care what they say. In the back of the players' minds, they know it. They absolutely know it. Nick Saban knows it. It's, it's, they know it's not going to be a walk in the park. They played us last year. It's just not going to be easy. Kirby, after losing to Tech, what did Kirby say? He spent a day out of every week preparing to beat Georgia Tech. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen again, right? That's what he right. said. And I, you just there's there's not a scenario that you can put in my mind of Kirby Smart walking away from that national championship game saying, you know what, maybe next time. I'll, I'll I'll plan for that when it gets here. No, I no, told you. I met, I, absolutely I met, not. I met with Mel Tucker over the summer, right? And man, when I met him, I was like, "Oh, Mel, God, great year! Rose Bowl was amazing. Twenty seventeen was awesome, right? Man, you guys did so great." And the first words out of Mel Tucker's mouth: "This was in July." And I kid you not, the first damn words out of Mel Tucker's mouth was, yeah, but we got some unfinished business. 
Exactly. We got unfinished business. Hell, that damn Alabama game was still stinging. He still had a taste of blood in his mouth from that from January, dude. And this was July. First words out of his mouth. Yeah, but I'm still pissed off about that Bama loss, man. <laughs> that stings, man. And Absolutely. there's no way in hell Alabama's gonna run out of sight of us. They're just saying they're saying no way. Not with our offense and not with our defense. Not with uh DeAndre Baker, man, and Jake Fromm, and Walker, and Ledbetter, those guys, Elijah Holyfield, those guys, Swift, Ridley. See, Hell, our, how does, our guys how aren't scared. Ridley want another shot at Bama, dude. Yeah, our guys are not scared. We're going to be prepared. I mean, we were, we are tried and true. Kirby is going to prep, prep, prep. There's... That's just his M.O. We're going to be as prepared as the team can be. Now, will they – I mean, I'm not ready to predict. But we're not going to lose from a lack of preparation or a lack of effort. We're going to go out there and be prepared and be ready. And that's going to be a dogfight. I mean, it's just – again, like I said, there's no – I just – like you said. I mean, there's there's not a chance that they're running off 40 to nothing. I mean – there's no, and not. the fact that that guy says that's his – the fact that Alabama fans are telling me that's their top worry just pisses me right the hell off. No, I want them, so, to, I want them to have that. I mean, that's probably good for us. Cause hopefully, yeah, I, I think so. Hopefully it translates to some of the team, too, that they're just so confident that they're going to just run it up on us that when we swing first and punch them in the mouth, they're not going to be prepared. Well, I'll tell you this. Alabama is – Vulnerable to the run, dude. You saw that in the in the Auburn game. Hell, they gave up. Hell, good God, man, they gave up second half points to Auburn. Hell, perish the thought. I can't imagine giving up points in the second half to Auburn. Are you kidding me? They gave up points to Auburn, dude. Auburn ran on them and threw on them in a way that they didn't run and throw on us. I'm telling you, Alabama's vulnerable to the run, and also, even though Bama fans don't believe it, I don't think their damn run game is that strong. They're balanced on that damn deep ball threat that Tua has, and I don't know. We're going to find out, but hey, we're doing the damn Bama pregame show. This Georgia Tech game, badass. Uh, The quotes before and after the game, the performances in the game, Smith, I mean, Swift and Holyfield and from it was fantastic. It was a masterpiece on defense and a pretty damn great game by Cheney on offense as well. Oh, it was masterful. I mean, everything about it. I, I know part of the fan base doesn't love Jim Cheney, but he seems to be getting better. I mean, as we gel as a team, his play calling for me, at least is exactly what we need. We don't have to go out there and, with all these bells and whistles, I mean, we're going to run the ball. We're going to throw it when we can. And you add the Justin Fields element in there, and every now and then we might run a bunch of RPOs. But it's a perfect balance that, it, I hate to say it, but it's old school Alabama almost. Mm-hmm. That Alabama's moved away well, from. Well, let's do, you're running something Let's talk about the – we did have some less than shining moments in the game, right? Right. So, uh, second game in a row that our our kicking game, although we know it's awesome and can be awesome, uh, Rodrigo not been in his best for two weeks now. 
early kickoffs not looking great, right? We lost contain. We gave up a 100-yard touchdown return. Uh, clanged the damn field goal off the upright, uh, what should have been a makeable field goal. It wasn't that long or anything. He had plenty of distance. Um, so, you know, there were some hitches in the special teams game, right? And you mentioned you would have liked to see a little bit more creativity out of the Justin Fields experiment right. in uh, the second half as well. Yeah, I think we could have done a, just a little more. Um and again, part of it is my hatred for Paul Johnson and Georgia Tech. I mean, let Justin go in there and see what he can do. Why not? There were touch do something, right. do something crazy, and let's get that fifty line because the showbiz wife was not excited about not punching the fifty ticket again. We, I thought fifty was in the damn bag, dude, at halftime. Well, it, fifty had to be in the bag, right? To be fair, fifty could have happened. I mean, we all know that. I mean, Kirby could have went. Yeah, he could have went for a hundred if that's what he chose to do. I know, but he didn't, right? In typical (laughs) typical Kirby fashion, he didn't. You're right. But like I told my wife, who was pissed that we had, you know, and I can't even tell you how far down the strings we've gone. I mean, there's some second and third stringers out there, but there's some deeper than that. She was pissed. Put don't let them score. If we got to put the first string back in, that's what she wanted to do. Period. And I'm awful. I know, especially with that ass calling a timeout. He calls a timeout with right. 44 seconds on the clock. Right? You know he's trying to put more points on the board. Exactly. I kind of wish we. Yeah, I kind of wish we'd have held him on that last one too. Yeah, I mean, I wish we would have, but I would have rather given up seven points and not have some type of freak injury to one of our our major role players would be at first, second, third, or three deep. We need all of those guys as healthy as possible. So if, if, if it means. And as, and as fresh as possible, right? Exactly. We need them fresh. There's no point in wearing them out for some symbolic thing after we've already crushed his windpipe, you know? Though Paul Johnson's not the brightest person in the coaching game, he is smart enough to know that even though he got 14 late points, he got his ass whooped. Oh, definitely. He does know that. Yes, That's sir. A fact. He definitely knows that. So uh, yeah, it was a it was a good game, man. It was a good game all the way around. We need to tighten up those special teams, though. Special teams got to tighten up before we get to that Atlanta game this coming weekend. That's just a fact. But uh, other than that, it was an awesome game. I can't wait to see what our defense does against Bama this week. I know that Kirby and Tucker. I've been. I know that Smart and Tucker are getting ready for this Tua, exp- Tua experiment coming up this weekend, and I hope we have something special for those guys. Yeah. Hey, we, we had a contest winner, man. We had a big contest winner. We did. Uh, Jason on Twitter. I'm actually going to have him on the show here in a few minutes. Dude hit the score right on the button. We had also, as I predicted, there is a proportional increase in contest entries with the better prize right we had so many entries on twitter and facebook it was ridiculous people called in their entries entries on instagram people writing scores down on napkins and taking pictures of them but only one guy hit it right on the button we had a bunch of people five or a half dozen or so that were one point off or two points off you know but only one guy Big Jason hit it right on the button. We're going to talk to him in just a minute. Um, 
What else have you got, Jamie? What else do we need to talk about to cover on this Georgia Tech game? I don't think we need to cover anything else. We've put the nerds to bed. For me, it's getting moving forward to Alabama and the pregame show. But we're talking about the giveaway. I'm actually working on, since you said how proportional it is on the type of giveaway, I'm actually working on something a little bit bigger than even a Mel Tucker football for next season. So this could Sweet. get exciting. Yes. We might have a giveaway for this championship game this weekend. I don't know. We'll see. You guys are going to have to tune in on Thursday. We'll be doing the pregame show. We'll be breaking down this Alabama offense, the Alabama defense, looking at the matchups, keys to the victory, everything you need to know about beating the Crimson Tide. And um, we're going to have maybe have a special guest on the show. We might have Isaiah's dad on the show to tell us what he thinks we need to do. He's been studying Bama ever since we got done with the UMass game. He's just freaked out that we got past UMass. He didn't even look up for Georgia Tech. So he's been bearing down on this Bama game. And uh, maybe we can get him on the show as well. So listen in. Big show on Thursday to get you ready for your trek over to downtown Atlanta. Man, who doesn't love traveling to downtown Atlanta on a December Saturday? I mean, what could be more pleasant? Hell, Jamie, you were in downtown Atlanta this past weekend. Wasn't the traffic just awesome? Oh, it was great. It was great. I had to go through Atlanta south and back north, and my gracious. Holiday weekend coming through Atlanta. I mean, there's a lot of things that I'd rather do than that. It's dreadful. It's absolutely dreadful, especially when you just decide to go shopping instead of recording a show. Oh, I'm telling you. And then basically, I told everybody you had to sleep in your damn car on 285. Basically, just the traffic jam so bad, you decide just to, you know, I'm just going to sleep in the traffic jam. Well, um, luckily, I made it home. I made it home eventually. <laughs> Dog fans, thanks for listening. We've got a special segment here coming right up, right between the show and the call-ins from the comment line. We're going to have a special interview with our winner and uh, his thoughts on the Georgia State game as well as looking forward to the Bama game. And uh, maybe he can share with you guys some secrets of hitting the perfect uh, prediction. Like my friend uh, – like my friend. so I'll tell you a funny thing. Both of the winners the past two weeks, both of them named Jason. Jason from Rome, Jason from Alpharetta. So, hell, maybe the secret is your name is Jason. I'm not sure. But, uh, dog fans, thanks for listening. Look us up on social media. We've got Twitter, at Dogcast, uh, Instagram. we got Facebook. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. We are everywhere. We cover the blanket like Dixie do. We cover the South just like uh, – like, I don't know, like that newspaper over in Atlanta. But anyway, you guys, um, thanks for listening. Jamie, as always, man, it's a pleasure having you in the bunker, buddy. We got a big game coming up this Saturday. Go dogs. All right, guys, and we're back now with our big contest winner. This is Jason from Alpharetta. Jason, welcome to the Dogcast, man. Oh, pleasure to be here. I, uh, been listening to you guys. You guys are the first ever podcast I subscribed to, like over ten years ago. I think it's the 2007 season, so it's a big honor to be on the Dogcast. Dude, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I tell people all the time we, you know, we we do get a lot of benefit from just being the first, right? We we have a lot of listeners. I think we have we do have more listeners, I think, than any other Georgia football podcast, and. 
as much as I'd like to take credit just with my awesomeness, it a lot of it comes from just being first, you know? <laughs> right. We've been around for a freaking long time, and it's uh, we've accumulated a lot of listeners be- from that. So, uh, man, we're glad to have you on the show. Thanks for listening for as long as you have listened. And, uh, hell, I hope we have 10 more good seasons in us, you know? So, you, so. <laughs> you won the big prize, man, the Mel Tucker football with your perfect guess, 45-21. It took uh, Paul Johnson calling timeouts with 44 seconds to go. You pissed off my wife. You pissed off Jamie's wife. Uh, those 14 points in garbage time, everybody was pretty pissed about it, but I guess you were okay with it, right, because it helped your score prediction come true. Yeah, you know, I can't say that when the score was 45-14 and Paul Johnson was calling those timeouts, I was rooting for that final touchdown to win the football. But uh, I, when he got into the end zone, it was funny. I was sitting there with my girlfriend and my roommate. And we were watching it, and I was like, "Okay, guys, uh, he makes the extra point, scores 45-21." I said that was my exact guess for a Mel Tucker signed football. And when he booted that extra point through, I was like, "All right, I guess uh, I guess some good will come out of this garbage time." Paul Johnson BS. So right. <laughs> if he if Paul Johnson's gonna be a dick, I might as well win a football, right? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, dude. That's fantastic, man. So um yeah, it was a big game. Pretty pretty fantastic effort on both sides of the ball. The Georgia defense looked great. The the first string defense was awesome through three quarters. Uh we held Georgia Tech to their lowest yardage total uh of the entire season. And uh, the defense was fantastic. Offense was great. Five touchdowns in a row to start the game. Uh, what were your thoughts about the game in general, man? Were you? I mean, I know you were happy about the game, but what were you? What were you most happy about with the, out of the dogs this past weekend? Yeah, you know, when I uh, when I saw that contest come through and everything, with my what I was thinking the way the game was going to go was, you know, not really how it went. I saw us, you know, uh, all year giving up some some yardage on the run and everything. And, of course, that's all Georgia Tech does and all of that. So I was really thinking this was kind of, as far as the score goes, was going to be sort of like the, maybe the South Carolina game or something. Right. Where, you know, we have like a 24 to 14 lead at the half or something like that, kind of close. Um, and then pulling away in the second half when, you know, because the, the nerds out there can't keep up with us you know, for a full four, uh, full four quarters. So sure. I mean, obviously. I, I, <laughs> right. So I, I kind of saw it going that way. When we got up, you know, 38 to seven there in the second quarter, I was like, oh man, well, there's, there goes my prediction. There's, there's no way <laughs> this is going to, you know, we're only going to stay at 45. But I was honestly, even with them scoring those two garbage time touchdowns and us only getting one in the second half, I really think it was a case of Kirby and them calling off the dogs, knowing what we had waiting on us this upcoming Saturday. Um, but, yeah, I was really impressed with the first-team defense. I was honestly a little worried when I heard that, you know, Monty Rice wasn't going to be out there and everything because I really thought we were going to need the, the linebacker help like we had with Roquan last year, chasing stuff down. But uh, what really impressed me was our D-line. That You know, a lot of that stuff never even made it to the linebackers because you had Jonathan Ledbetter and uh, DeAndre Walker in the backfield that whole first half. So really impressed with the first team D. And then 
our offense is clicking, man. We're uh, playing playing as good as we have all year, or better than we have all year. So, um, so yeah, it was complete domination. Always good to see against against that team. So you think we're doing good? It was a great effort. I mean, I agree with you a hundred percent. So. Where do you think that leaves us on this coming Saturday against Alabama in the SEC championship? Well, you know, Alabama really hasn't been tested, in my opinion, as much as it's going to be tested this week against our run game. If you look at it, and I was reading up some stuff this morning on it, you know, the two, I think the two best running teams they've played so far this year is Mississippi State and, uh, and the freaking Citadel or someone. So, you know, we're by far the best run the or run team that they're going to see, run offense that they're going to see all year. So, you know, I really, you know, it's Alabama, it's Nick Saban, they're going to be ready for whatever we throw at them. But I think that it's a little bit lazy on the national pundit side of things to think that we're not going to be able to move the ball on them. Um, who it is, who he is, I think our defense, um, we've seen him now. <laughs> we we saw him in the second half of that game for sure last year. So, you know, we know a little bit more of what to expect there. But even with him, with you know what to expect this year, he's been lights out. But I really think that, you know, our offense is going to be able to keep up with him. And uh, hopefully our defense does enough to keep, keep Alabama in the low to mid-20s. I think if we do that, I think we have a really good chance of winning the game Saturday. Dude, that's awesome. I tell you, man, you sound you sound like like I think every dog cast listener sounds, right? You sound just right. up on it, man. Like you're just damn you got it figured out, man. You're seen freaking brilliant, man. I <laughs> I could not agree more. Uh what a what a testament to uh the dog cast uh fan base, man. What a great analysis. I'm I tell you, with uh that kind of uh dog fan intelligence Clearly, that must be why you were able to pick the perfect score, man. Um, I tell you, congratulations on your fantastic pick from this past weekend. And uh, I hope everything you said about the Bama game comes true. And I hope we're able to take take the take the tide down this past week, this coming weekend. You know, the big problem is though, how do you feel? Let's say we win. What are you thinking about the fact that we will probably have to beat them twice? in order to get to the natty. <laughs> How do you feel about, I mean, I know, I know it's just, it's just a necessary evil. It's part of being in the SEC. It is part of the cross we have to bear. Right. But, uh, man, have you figured out a way we could keep them out of the playoff yet? That, that's what we need to figure out. Can we beat them by 60 maybe and, uh, keep them out of the playoff? Do you think that's possible? Yeah, hey, I, I, I hope, you know, maybe, <laughs> but, um, you know, I was telling a lot of my, a lot of my coworkers and stuff. I actually have a coworker who's a big Michigan fan, and he was uh, me and him were talking about playoffs and all of that stuff. And I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm rooting for you guys." Like, I was hoping that they would knock off Ohio State and would roll through the Big Ten. And hell, I was even rooting for Notre Dame to stay undefeated. And right. I was like, you know, we need we can beat Notre Dame, and Michigan, and Clemson. I feel better than them. I was like, but. You know, and I think we can beat Alabama, obviously, but beating them, having to beat them twice is a whole different animal. So, you know, it'll be it'll be real interesting if we do pull off the win to see what the committee does, because then you're looking at 
potentially a one-loss uh, Ohio State, who's a big 10 champ, and a one-loss Oklahoma, who's a big 12 champ. I think it'll just come down to the committee, you know, how much they value common championship wins over – I mean, Alabama's better than both of those teams, you know, by a mile already. But right, I know. I, I guess it will come down to how how much the uh, committee values the conference championship over, you know, how good they look on the eye test all year. I, it sure wouldn't hurt my feelings if we beat them once and that was all we needed to play them this year. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. <laughs> well, man, listen, I tell you, I appreciate you being on the show. Thanks for being uh, thanks for being a listener. Thanks for being so stinking smart about football. And thanks <laughs> for making a great pick in the Georgia Tech game. I hope you enjoy the – Mel Tucker football, and I uh, hope you keep listening to the show for a long time, man. Thanks a lot. Awesome, Derek. Thank you. Thank you guys for doing the show. Love it. Listen to it every week. Wait for it. So uh, keep up the good work. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. Go dogs. Go dogs. Man, I am watching a team right now that is freaking ready for prime time. They have peaked at the perfect time, and they look insane. Defense is starting to come around. I mean, I don't know if Georgia Tech's good. I, we're playing Georgia Tech. This is the worst I've seen Georgia Tech get their ass kicked in a long time by us. But, man, I I don't want to sit out here and flat out say we're going to beat Bama. But, man, I have a good feeling that we have the best shot out of anybody in the entire nation to take that team down. You know, I, I really, really do. I really believe in this football team. And, you know, everybody that wanted to hate on them and complain about everything about it at the beginning of the year, look at where we are now. Since the LSU game, nothing but professional analysts tell us, well, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a battle. Well, it's blowout, 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 blowout. We have scored on every single possession in this football game. That's insane. This is awesome. Enjoy it, people. We got a big game next week. Man, Kirby Smart was the greatest hire this school's ever had. Period. End story. Go dogs. Hey, guys. Justin from Alabama. Giving you a call in here saying... Go dogs! What a great win over Tech. Beat the nerds, smashed them in the ground. It was awesome. Fantastic win. I mean, we just showed no mercy, basically, which is exactly what I wanted to see. Um, now, sitting here listening to the Auburn-Alabama game, the Iron Bowls about halftime. I'll tell you what, Alabama doesn't look very good against the run. I'll tell you that which looks for us next week, but uh, another half of football to go, so we'll see. All right, guys. Love the show. Keep it coming. Go dogs. Yes, Isaiah's uncle here. Calling from the low country, South Carolina. Well, them dogs, they done it. Looks like they done it pretty good. And whooped up on tech. Now they're going to have to go down there to Atlanta. Not too far away. They're going to have to tee it up in the Audi Stadium or whatever the hell that thing is down there. I think it's downtown. 
At any rate, they got to play Alabama. Alabama. Boys, I, I tell you, I, I know I know how to spell Alabama. I just don't know when to quit. And Alabama's got that boy, that pineapple face boy back there. He's he's getting ready to do what he can do against Georgia's front seven. And I think really, what we're gonna need to do is get some pressure on that fella and uh, make him wish. I don't know if we can hang a layer around his neck, but we're gonna have to put something around his neck and tighten it up. We're gonna have to take care of that boy behind that quarterback. We're gonna have to get some pressure on it. Kirby Smart, I, I believe Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart's gonna open up a cupboard, boy. He's gonna let it all fall out. He's gonna open up a big recipe for disaster against the boys from Alabama. But we'll see how it turns out. <laughs> I guess we'll see. We'll see if the Crimson Tide's ready to handle the boys from Athens. I don't really know they are. I don't know that Georgia is the best team in the nation, but I don't know how many teams that want to play them right now. That's what I believe. I believe we're going to run them down the damn throat. Take care, fellas.